0: And asked me if I wanted to speak, and my first response was no. Is that everyone else's first response too? Like I can just think of—I feel like I can think of excuses at why I shouldn't. Um, maybe it's too last-minute. I don't feel like I have anything. All of that, and I've just decided no. I—I—that I, I can't. I, I want to be stretched. I want to grow. I want to. Uh, I need to say yes. And so I—I—I I, I was like, first response was no. But when I stepped back and looked at it, I was like. No, actually I would like to be up here. I feel like God um he honors it when we step out. Um, and we can always come up with excuses for not to do it. And so I'm then I, but then I thought about it some more and I was like, "Wait a minute. There's going to be, well, like 10 people here. I knew it was going to be small tonight." And so I was like, "Ah, oh, what could we do? We could make we could really have some fun with this and we could uh we could mix it up." And so we This is not really going to be a sermon. I don't feel like it is. We're going to do something a little bit different here that I wouldn't do with a larger group, probably. Um, and so we're going to have some fun. I do want to speak a little bit. And then Grant's going to be my buddy tonight. He's going to help me out with some things. I don't even think he quite knows all what we're doing. Maybe I'll let you sort of be the finisher here, Grant. But I do need some help. Um, I wanted to speak a little bit. Well, first of all, like if you've been here in the evenings, Penn's been using the evenings as more of like an informal practical type training time where he talked about healing uh last week and then had some people come up here and and prayed for them right here in front of everybody and so that's kind of been the theme for the for the evenings and that's i wanted to kind of stick with that for tonight and have some training time and just see what happens with it. And so tonight I wanted to speak a little bit. I've just been thinking about like basic prophecy. And what that looks like. And often what keeps me from it. And and the blocks need to move aside. In order to operate in it more often. And more effectively. Paul just walks, speaks about it in um, 1 Corinthians 14. And so I, uh, I wanted to speak about it a little bit here. And then practice. And see what happens with a group this size. So. First of all, a couple things about prophecy. Um, I grew up with the understanding or the thought, just in my background and what was taught to me, was that um, if you get it wrong, well, first of all, you can't get it wrong. There was no reason. There was no no grace for getting it wrong if you prophesy. And so, and we, we got that from Deuteronomy 18, mostly. If you read Deuteronomy 18, he talks about if a prophet prophesies and he's wrong, he dies. And so, that was there, you should put him to death. That was like the understanding that I grew up with when it came to prophesying, when it came to, yeah, speaking to prophecy over someone's life. So, we never prophesied. And it's just, I've, I've if, if you believe that you absolutely cannot get it wrong when it comes to prophecy you won't prophesy. It's just that simple. You just won't. And so um, I, I understand people see that in Deuteronomy 18 and that's in the Bible and we see that, but um, it's just well, we talked about the five keys in discipleship and so I, it's a whole other subject here, but um, I believe there's grace. I believe there is grace for trying, for practicing, and for getting it wrong and continuing to move on and not being put to death. Um, and so I, I've moved past that to the point where I, I want to experiment. I want to try. I want to prophesy. Yes, I might. I might get something wrong, um, but I believe there's grace to keep moving, and God actually really wants us to prophesy too. Um, if, you believe, if you believe you have to reach a certain level of good enough or spiritual enough to prophesy, you also won't prophesy. I don't know where that level is. It doesn't exist. I Just me standing up here, I don't feel like um, I'm good enough or spiritual enough ever. Whenever I grab the mic and I stand up here, the feeling's just not there. Um, if you think there's a certain bar or a certain level, like when I reach this point, when I, when I reach this point of spirituality, then I'll prophesy. You'll never reach that point. You just won't, and you won't prophesy. And I see God using people, actually, who've messed up and in, 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 in using them. We all know people who, or have heard of people who have a powerful ministry, and then they get caught in some sort of sin or something. that's happened before. And the immediate response is to take that and say, well, God, that, that whole ministry must have not been operating of God, or God must have not been using that person because that person was maybe caught in some sort of sin, and then the ministry crumbles. And so our first response, or at least mine anyways, is to to think, oh, well, maybe everything that person did was actually not of God. And it's just not true. God actually, God actually can use a person who, even in a way, is living in sin, and can use them. If Effectively. It's not going to work long term. I know that. Eventually, eventually they will they will crumble. But he's so eager to use people, and his gifts are irrevocable that he actually will use you. You're not, even if you don't necessarily feel like you are spiritual enough or even if you're messing up sometimes, um, there's, no, there's no good enough bar, I think, for, for someone to prophesy. He uses people who didn't even know they were prophesying. If you read in Acts when um, Caiaphas prophesied that Jesus was the one to die, he just used Caiaphas because of his level of authority. He didn't even realize he was prophesying. I think it's Acts maybe somewhere's in there um anyways Caiaphas prophesied the death of Christ and then there's this little line that says that he didn't even know what he was saying he God was speaking through him because of his position because of his authority and so he uses authority to prophesy he uses he uses people sometimes who don't even realize they're prophesying he uses he uses people of all kinds of different spiritual levels and so there isn't I don't think there is a magical um bar that I try to reach um, to prophesy, he he wants to use all of us. Um, I've i just talked to, or thought about it a little bit, and like what's what's actually required. So, what what's required for me to prophesy effectively, to be effective in it? The first thing is, I think um, it helps. I guess you could say um first corinthians 14 says to desire spiritual gifts and pen talked about it last sunday where um there has to be a want to like i i I, you you want to prophesy that's the first step is to earnestly desire spiritual gifts that's the first thing the second thing is is to make love your focus and pen talked about it again i think last sunday he did and uh, where he talked about healing like when we're praying for somebody for healing Love is the bar. Love is the focus. We don't always see the healing, but we want that person to come away feeling loved, and the same thing is true with prophecy. I've heard um, Heidi Baker, she has an amazing ministry in Mozambique, and she talks about um, whether whether you're prophesying over someone, whether you're praying for healing for someone, that love, love is the bar, and it's the... Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 13, smacking between 12 and 14, love is the bar. She says, she does this amazing thing where she would go into a ministry or go into a town, I mean, and Just say, bring me your deaf, bring me your lame, bring me your blind, and right away she'd pray for them. And she saw some incredible miracles happen, still has seen some incredible miracles happen. They've seen all kinds of dead raisings and deaf ears open, blind eyes open, uh, just tons of healings. But at the same time, they have schools for the deaf. They have schools for the blind. And so she gives this, uh, it's on YouTube, it's like a five-minute, just a short talk about m- and making love your goal. And she talks about how, yes, they're going to pray for the deaf, they're going to pray for the deaf ears to be open, but at the same time, they have schools for the deaf. In other words, they don't see all the deaf ears open. And she said the main thing is is love. Love is your bar, loves your goal when it comes to praying for healing. And the same is true for uh, prophecy, really all the spiritual gifts. Um, so... First thing is, I think you have to want it. Paul said desire, desire spiritual gifts. Second thing is make love your, make love your goal, make love your focus. And the third thing for me is I, it helps to believe that God wants to speak through you. He really does. Like, he, he just sometimes, I've, and I talked about just a few, minutes, a few minutes ago, where it seems like oftentimes the person that's prophesying isn't really a big deal. I mean, it, it, it can be, but a lot of times he just needs a body. <laughs> he just needs somebody to be willing to stand up and speak through because he wants to get to you, because he wants to get to me, and he often limits himself to people. He wants to use people, and so um, he'll he'll take somebody. It's not about me. If I'm up here prophesying, or if I'm up here wanting to prophesy and be like, oh God, I don't know if he's going to speak through me. I don't know. I I can just it's just like you start to get afraid. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the people that I'm speaking to. He just wants someone that's open, that's willing, that's pursuing this to speak through, to speak through. And so it helps to believe that he wants to speak. In Luke 12, it says, uh, Jesus is speaking, and he's speaking in the context of worry, anxiety, all of that. And he says, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He loves to give you the kingdom. And and when I read that, then the second verse came to mind, like, what is the kingdom? Well, in Romans 14, uh, the writer... Paul I think says for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit. It is his good pleasure. He wants to give you the kingdom. He wants to give you righteousness, peace and joy in the holy spirit. I think that's that uh, should be a fruit of us speaking over someone prophetically uh, in some level. And 1 Corinthians 14:3 he says but he who speaks oh sorry Uh, But he who prophesies, here it is, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to all men. Um, That's that's what I'm going for when I'm prophesying on a basic level. Can you prophesy something bigger that doesn't necessarily feel good? In the future, yeah, it happens. We see it with uh, Agabus in uh, Acts when he prophesies the famine. We see him when he prophesies Paul being all tied up and everything. There's levels. There's levels to this. But tonight, on a basic level, my goal right here is to practice prophesying in a way that brings righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit edification, exhortation, comfort for all men. That's my goal for tonight. Um, Paul says also in 1 Corinthians 14, he says, how is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Um, And then he keeps going on in verse 31. He says, for all can prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. That last phrase right there, that all may learn and that all may be encouraged. I just love, like, when you read through First Corinthians 14, it's just like... Uh I don't know, almost like a classroom setting, I imagine it that way, where there's like so many people standing up, they're prophesying, Paul's like, okay, here, if this is what happens, if this is what's happening, here's the rules, that you got to do it one at a time, if somebody else has something, then the person that's speaking needs to stop, and let the other person stand up, just make sure things are done decently, in order, and then he says, that all may learn, and that all may be encouraged, that's the goal, that's my goal for tonight, like almost like a, a practice session, to see what happens tonight, I want us to learn, I want us to practice, and I want us. To, uh, to be encouraged. And so really that's it on a basic level. There's so many levels to, to prophecy. There's so many levels to healing. Um, there's so many levels to, to all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when we put it on one big basket and say it has to look like this, it it messes it all up. It messes it all up. It makes it this unachievable goal that we can never reach. And so for tonight, I just wanted to pull out kind of a basic level of prophecy and see what happens. I wanted to, I guess, stick my neck out a little bit and let God speak through me. And I wanted to pull Grant up here with me too because I didn't want to do this alone and let God speak through him and see what happens. So you could be be offended. I don't know. I mean, uh, if this seems trite or if this seems... uh, Flippant to you I, I get that I, I know it could seem that way i don 't mean to uh, belittle the powerful word of God when he 's speaking through us at the same time i don 't want us to put it at a bar that we can never reach because it 's there it should be within reach of us it should be within reach It should be something that that we can that we can get and it seems like so often when we when we put it up on this on this uh, spot where you know it has to be this way. We don't prophesy. We don't prophesy. And it, that's my goal is for all of us to learn and for all of us to be encouraged, like Paul was speaking about in 1 Corinthians 14 31. So um, that's about it. That's my short sermon for tonight. We're going to uh, do some practice and see what happens. I haven't done this ever in church. Um, this. I guess it hardly qualifies as church with the group size here, so maybe consider this more of like a living room style um but what 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 I want to do is ask God just to give me um some type of word for you for one of you here that I feel is encouraging to you, that is his will for you in some way um and that's it that 's what I want God to do through me and through grant too so i don't even know if grant knows what we're going to do here but um we're going to put two chairs right here in the front and me and grant are going to sit next to each other here grant you're all you're ready for this right (laughs) the biggest thing for like this is what keeps me going with this because i don't feel spiritual i don't feel like um i have a word right now i haven't premeditated anything for any of you i didn't know who was going to be here i don't have anything but I know that God wants to speak to you. That's what keeps me going. That he wants to speak to you, and He just needs an able-bodied person who's willing, who's desiring to grow in spiritual gifts, t- to speak through. So I want to be the person that He speaks through, and maybe you can have the opportunity too. I'm gonna make it a little bit harder for me because I know most of you. It seems like uh, when I when you know the person. Um, especially very well, it can be hard to prophesy in a way because I don't know what's me, and I don't know what is God in a way. And and sometimes it helps us. That's not a bad thing. But for tonight, I wanted to uh, make it harder for us that are up front here. So I brought these things from the kitchen. (laughs) This is a blindfold. (laughs) It's going to be a blindfold. Grant and I are going to be blindfolded. um, And I would like one of you to come up here and you're just going to be real quiet because we don't want to hear where you're coming from or also be able to figure it out you guys are all spaced out and there's not many people here. you're just going to come up and you're going to stand here and grant and i are going to sit here and we're going to ask god to give you a word we don't even know who you are um because we're going to be blindfolded but we're asked god to just give you a word and uh so that we can all learn and so that we can all be encouraged does that make sense so um I'm forgetting something here. Oh, yeah, for you that are coming up here, um, the only thing I ask is, uh, uh, how do I say this? I invite you, you are allowed to judge our words that we're giving you. We could get it wrong. Um, It's just part of it. We could get it wrong, and you're allowed to uh, shake it off if it doesn't speak to your heart, if it doesn't speak in a way that is encouraging to you. Um, So I I encourage you to judge what we speak and to see if you feel like it is something from, from God.